Hello, welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaloloma podcast channel. This Sunday, Apostle continues in the Word of His Grace series as he preaches a sermon titled, How to Identify Instructions. Apostle teaches that instructions given by the Lord build us in wisdom and grace. He further teaches to honor them and that the grace is in the instruction. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the city of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. I'm so glad to see you this morning. Some of you I've seen for the first time in a while. Welcome back. Praise God. If you haven't been in a while, if you haven't been here in a while, just uh, shout yo. I'm glad to see you. Um, I can't wait to be able to see everybody at the same time. Let's go on. So, uh, this morning, we are looking at, we're continuing, you know, last week we looked at grace through obedience, right? And we identified something important in obedience, which is instructions. And so this morning, we are looking at how to identify instructions. How to identify instructions. And so I want us to look at two scriptures before we go to it. Proverbs chapter number 23 and verse 12. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 12. This is what the Bible is saying to you. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. For me, from this, I can see a deliberateness. There's an aspect of being deliberate concerning instructions. And I want us now to read Proverbs chapter number 9, verse 9. Proverbs chapter number 9 and verse 9. This one blew me away. This is what it says. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will still be wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. So it says, give instruction to a wise man, and he'll be wiser. That shows you that for man, instruction is a good thing. Let me tell you why. Because the moment you give a wise man instruction, it becomes part of his system, and then it manifests as wisdom. Wisdom now becomes practical knowledge. In short, it becomes something they can apply any day. Maybe I give you an example. Eh? I remember when I was growing up in the faith, and I'll use this one in particular because we're having partnership Sunday next week. Uh, some of you are wondering what partnership Sunday is. It's a Sunday where we, we, we do our best to give bigger than our usual offering. That's what we do. So I remember when I was growing up in the faith, there would be occasions where perhaps 
there is an amount that I said, I'm going to give this, then I would hear the Holy Spirit say, um, no, why don't you increase it? And that happened several times. And you know, I, I used to feel so good about myself, like, wow, I hear God so much that I hear him telling me to, you know. And then, there's a statement I heard that bothered me. That if the Holy Spirit has to tell you the same thing over and over again, check if you're growing. Check if you're actually learning. Because for a wise man, an instruction should make them wiser. And I'll, I'll use the context of giving. If you always need God to tell you to give that same amount, then there's a trouble with your growth. At least when he speaks, let it be because maybe there's somewhere specific he wants you to direct something or because it's an amount that maybe is new to you in that category. At least maybe. But if he always has to tell you about the same thing, you're not, then you're not growing. That's actually being childish. Because the Bible says, give instruction to a wise man and he'll become wiser. Using that same example of giving, a person must reach a place which is the most scriptural place. And you know what that place is? Let each man give as he has proposed in his heart. He should come to a place where what he proposes is in his heart is as good as the wisdom coming from God. Because when you give instruction to a wise man, he becomes wiser. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, you must be at a place. Imagine, think about this. Sometimes you talk to somebody and they'll tell you, uh, Pastor, there was this relationship I was in, and God told me to come out of it. Then there was this other relationship I was in, and God told me to come out of it. Yet again, man of God, there was a relationship I was in, and God told me to come out of it. My friend, how, how come you don't hear him when entering it? Or, even if it's not about hearing him, Aren't you getting the wisdom from the instruction? Isn't there something about your criteria which you've gotten messed up, which perhaps you need to take a step back and ensure that that instruction leads to a greater level of wisdom? That way, you can make a practical decision the next time. Give instruction to wise man. you become wiser. Say, I am that wise man. The instruction of the Lord make me wiser. Is God. I, I don't say this for your condemnation. If you keep making the same mistake, then I would advise you to go after wisdom. Because wisdom is a principal thing. And in all you're getting, get understanding. I'll say this. Even when it comes to the kind of life you want to live, if you understand the why factor, it's very easy to live a certain way. So try to go deeper, okay? Let's go deeper in the scriptures. Let's get the wisdom behind things. And that's why it's very important for you to follow the series we're doing on Wednesday. We're doing a series entitled uh, How to Study Your Bible. And we have just, we're simply copying the Sunday school because in the month of June, Sunday school was doing uh, the word. They were doing the word series. They even have a very catchy song. You've heard it, right? Do you watch the Sunday school? And I, I do. I, 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 I watch them. They've got a very catchy song. I, it's over there. B-I-B-L-E. 
Why more? <laughs> and I remember they had come to me because most people usually like to say Bible, you know, basic instruction before leaving earth. I'm not comfortable with that. The word of God endures forever. We say for living eternally. Biblical instructions for living eternally. We, we refuse. We are, it's just deep. It's deeper than that. So give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wise man. Now this morning, allow me to show you three ways in which we identify instructions. So remember when an instruction comes from the Lord, it should become your new normal. It should become your new normal. Be like that. Haven't you read in the scriptures? The Lord spoke once, twice I heard. Let me show it to you. <laughs> you know, there used to be a time, I, I, I remember I was chatting with uh, Pastor Daniel, and there was something that we were talking about. Eh? There was a time when almost everyone's testimony would be, you know, I didn't even want to be in ministry. When God spoke to me, he had to convince me. <laughs> so I remember we were discussing how for us, <laughs> we were watching like, Lord, call me. <laughs> call me. No, there's a place here am I. If there's a... Okay. Psalm 62 verse 11. Psalm 62 verse 11. The Bible says, God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Become that person who God doesn't need to take, he doesn't need to, how, how much does God need to convince you about an issue? God speaks once, twice I hear. Praise God, that's your life. So number one, learn to identify instructions from the scriptures. Second Timothy chapter number three and verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. The Bible says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. We'll look at this scripture again when we're doing how to study the Bible series in the meaning of all those things. What's doctrine? What's reproof? What's correction? But for today, we're focusing on that last part. It says, for instruction in righteousness. Now, I want us to see Matthew 6, verse 33, from the Amplified Version. The Bible says, Aha, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we see the meaning of righteousness here. It says, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things shall be added you. With that in mind, back to 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and has been given for, for doctrine and for instruction in righteousness. So if you want to learn how to be and do right according to God, you must know the scriptures. You must have understanding of the scriptures. Learn to identify instructions from the scriptures. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, chapter 10 and verse 25. The Bible says, not forsaking. 
the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Question. Is that a suggestion or is it an instruction? It's an instruction. It's an instruction. And you can tell from verse 26. I want you to see the context of verse 26. Uh huh. 26. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins. It's interesting that for if we sin willfully, comes after it tells us not to forsake gathering together. It's sinful to God for people to forsake gathering. It is. It's wrong. Oh, we must be able to identify instructions. Baptism. Is baptism a suggestion or is it an instruction? Haven't you seen in the scriptures, it says, uh, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to all nations. Whoever believes and is baptized. We have to come to a place, ladies and gentlemen, where we are that submissive wife. We are that submissive bride. There are certain things, even if you do not have full understanding, the whole essence of submission is that even where you do not have full understanding, you submit. Knowing that the one you are submitting to loves you so much. So with our love for God, we know that, listen, he loves us so much and everything he does is for our good. He's the originator. He's the one with the manual for our lives. So if he gives an instruction, we better follow it. If the scriptures say flee fornication, don't wait for someone to tell you the 52 reasons why not. Just because God has said it, you must trust that he knows life better than you do. He knows it better than you do. He's been able to watch people who've been on earth for thousands of years. They've come and gone. God remains. You must come to that place where because he has said it, you do it. Even, even when understanding is slower. Of course, you're at a better place with more understanding. Okay? But even where understanding has not yet come, you must come to a place where you identify instructions. Look at Matthew 6 verse 6. The Bible says, but you, when you pray, it doesn't say if you pray. It says when you pray. That shows your prayer is an instruction. It's not something that is a suggestion. It's an instruction. The scriptures are there to show us how to live. Listen. The Bible tells us of this phenomenon called being born again. You find that in John 3. And one thing we see is that there is a comparison. Should I say there is a parallel reality between the spiritual and the physical. How do we know? Because when Nicodemus kept asking, Jesus said, I tell you of earthly things and you don't believe. How much more if I tell you of heavenly? In short, Jesus was showing a parallel between the spiritual and the physical. He was using the physical to explain the spiritual, even though the spiritual is stronger. So the same way you see when a child is born, that's very similar to when someone is born again. A child is not born to just exist. A child is not born to just look cute and adorable. Eventually, it stops being adorable if the child is not growing. No, let's be honest. It becomes a concern. If the child was to remain in that state for five years, it now it's no longer adorable. Now it's a concern. Because the whole essence of the child is they've been born into this human race, and your role now is to teach them how to live. 
and you teach them how to live based on the norms of society. Similarly, when a person is born again, they are born into the kingdom of God. And our role now is to teach them the culture of God, to teach them the culture of heaven. And how do we do this? We get instructions from the scriptures. And so if you remain at the same place for a long time, it's no longer adorable. Praise God. <laughs> no, it no longer is. And God raised me to tell you that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why? Because what's God's desire? His desire is still we all come to that full stature of Christ. You find that in Ephesians 4. That's why God has raised us. So you can be perfected, so you can be matured. As a matter of fact, the word perfect in the scripture is mature. Praise God. So number one, learn to identify instructions from the scriptures. Number two, learn to listen to the voice of the Spirit. The voice of the Holy Spirit. Now when we talk about the Holy Spirit, and when we talk about the voice, we're really talking about the communication. Because to communicate is beyond speaking. To communicate is beyond speaking. Communicating has, sometimes has to do with signs. Communicating sometimes has to do with secret codes. You know that there are secret codes when it comes to communication. Can I give you an example? Africa, come. Okay, you can go back. I just used a name that you probably don't know. Oh, oh my goodness, you now know it. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, I just used the code. And so, if I was to walk into a place and say, Africa, A, B, C, D, he'll understand what I'm talking about. I call him Africa because, you know, there was that song, Jabulani, Jabulani, Africa. So, yeah. <laughs> But what I'm trying to say is somebody else wouldn't be able to understand that. Similarly, you know, the more you develop with your relationship with God, there are certain things you can be able to pick out. You just walk into a meeting, you're able to pick out something even if other people have not picked it out yet. Because the Holy Spirit didn't just speak, it communicates. I pray, may you... That's why we say, and the communion of spirits. Common union. The communion of the spirit. Then the Bible says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. He communicates. And I want us to see this from Job, chapter number 33, and verse 14. Woo-hoo. Oh my goodness, did that come out loud? Job 33, verse 14. Sometimes there's that jingle in you when, you're, when you know you're preaching good. I don't know how to explain it. It's like the fufu veve. Anyways. For God may speak in one way or in another. He's got various ways of speaking. Yet man does not perceive it. So what does he do? Verse 15. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, woe slumbering on their beds. Uh Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. So God has got various ways of communicating. And the last thing you want to do is ignore them. Now, you know, uh, there's a danger sometimes. You know how we advise people to be cautious, right? We advise people to be cautious. 
uh, like let's say if you have a dream, be cautious because we've seen sometimes people getting deceived, okay? Maybe after a dream that they had. But I'll be very honest with you. I've seen more people getting blessed than I've seen people getting deceived. So as much as we advise you to be cautious, that doesn't mean you should ignore them. Write them down. Where you need counsel, get counsel. Don't ignore those dreams. Don't ignore those visions. I remember there was one time I, was, I, was, I went before God and I was repenting for all the dreams I never wrote down. Or the instructions which I convinced myself I would remember. Learn to write them down. It actually shows honor to something when you write it down. If you're in a class and the lecturer is lecturing and he says, this is coming in the exam, everyone removes their notepads. Learn to write down. Sometimes we can be in a session like this and I'm speaking. You know how the word of God is? The word of God is the discerner of the hearts. I may be disseminating one thing, but each one is getting their own personal word. Quickly write it down. You may not remember it afterwards. Learn to write down. Learn to write down. Is somebody getting me? So pay attention to the communication of the Spirit. And here is a blessing that's there for all believers. As long as you're a believer, this is your portion. It's your inheritance. Isaiah chapter number uh, 30 and verse 21. Isaiah 30 verse 21. I hope you understand that even if you've not experienced it before, the fact that I'm preaching it to you means this is coming to you as the word of his grace. The grace for what? The grace for hearing him. And this word of his grace is able to do what? Build you up and then give you your inheritance among the saints. Meaning you now receive your portion among those who are hearing him. (laughs) So Isaiah 30 verse 21, the Bible says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or whenever you turn to the left, you never lack direction in Jesus' name. You never lack direction. I speak this blessing over you that you shall never lack direction in Jesus' name. Your ears hear a word behind you. There is guidance for you. There is guidance for you. Father, I pray, may none ever lack divine guidance. May you see opportunities that only God's eyes can see. May you see opportunities that only eyes of the Spirit can see. May you see what no man can see. What has not... The Bible says, that which eye has not seen, which ear has not heard, which has not even entered the mind of the, of, of, of the heart of a man. God has revealed these things to us by his Spirit. May the Lord reveal things to you in Jesus' name. So, we receive instructions from the Spirit. And here's the thing with instructions. They will increase the more you honor them. If you keep honoring what he says, he will increase them. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Number three, we receive instructions through our pastors. Learn to listen to your pastor. I'll explain. Galatians chapter number six and verse six. I want us to have it from the NIV. The Bible says, anyone who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with his instructor. Now, my purpose of quoting this scripture is to show you that word instructor. Interesting. That's a very interesting term being used there. The term being used there is instructor. So, we are instructed when it comes to spiritual things. And 
one, one example I'd want to give you. When you read over in Exodus 19, have you observed that God wanted to call a meeting? When God wanted to meet the entire Israel, who did he send? Moses. So Moses goes and tells them, everybody sanctify yourselves and the like because, you know, three days from now the Lord is going to come and meet us. If the Lord has got something to say to the city of the Lord Church and he wants to meet us for a specific reason, who do you think he will speak to? So that meeting that you ignore, don't you think you are ignoring an invitation from God? You must now set it on your mind, set it on your heart, that when your pastor calls for a meeting, God has called for it. Now think about this. Think about this. God, in his divine wisdom, let's say he wants us to win 500 souls. So all of a sudden, I wake up and say, this Saturday we are having a training. I'm inviting the whole church. Because we're going to have a training on evangelism. And let's say God knows that for us to properly manage those 500 souls, we must have at least 200 people trained. 50 people show up. Do you think we'll win 500 souls? Most likely, instead of the 500, maybe 150 will be sent. Because not everyone has heeded the instruction. Because others took it casually. Others took it casually. In recent times, there's been a lot of issues to do with e-learning, e-online exams, I saw some people who were, exp- who were complaining about some online exams. Then the exams were switched to physical. They complained as well. And you find, I mean, some of the online groups, people will be commenting, hey, we are not writing. Let's all just not show up. Yay. <laughs> Never follow those people. You find you're reaching first one on the door. And they're even like me, I've not even studied. The guy has been what am I trying to say? They know that as long as Senate has said this, it's an instruction. If Senate has said we're having an exam on Sunday at 21 hours, they will show up. Why? Because they take it as an instruction. If we call for a Dominion conference, you'll be like, oh wow, this surely God has set aside this meeting for me. Do you have the same attitude when we call for a training meeting? Isn't God looking for laborers? And laborers are supposed to be trained. If we call for night of finances, shouldn't you have that same attitude? As if it was God himself who sent a text and said, meet us this evening. Isn't it that this ministry started by the Spirit? How then do you begin to suggest that other meetings are being called by the flesh? Praise God. From this day onwards, Honor that. And, and you know what? I'll, I'll tell you something interesting. Sometimes it's in those kinds of meetings where God really is specific in his communications about destiny. Honor it. Don't just honor Sunday services. In the Bible, they met daily. The Bible says they gave themselves to the doctrine of the apostles. Honor it. A teaching is posted in the group. Honor it. All the people you see posting teachings, none of them is doing it in their own authority. They've all been assigned. If you only respond when it's me, clearly you're lacking honor in that area. We've been having weekly teachings. Do you read them? 
No, the problem is that when I come online, I find 200 messages. Are you serious? Just 200. Can you compare that to the number of statuses you see in a day? Or the number of other messages you reply to? If you heard that God has been talking in this WhatsApp group and there are 5,000 messages, will you ignore them? Then why, then why do you ignore when he speaks through a vessel? Someone would say, well, if it was God himself, I wouldn't ignore. That's not true. That's not true. Haven't you ever read the story of the rich man and Lazarus? When the rich man died, didn't he say to Abraham, saying, send me, send me. If somebody comes back from the dead, at least they'll believe him. And didn't the rich man say, no, they have Moses and the prophets. If they don't believe them, how they believe you when you come back from the dead? Didn't Jesus say, if they receive you, they've received me? Far be it from you. And I'm saying this honestly because I'm your pastor. Far be it from you that there should be people from outside who take what we do more seriously than you do. Far be it from you. That you're up to date with all the latest updates, all the latest scores, all the latest fixtures, but you're not up to date with a simple church WhatsApp group. As a matter of fact, we even post too little. Far be it from us. Some of you are a bit new here. Maybe you were not there in December last year. In December, we actually did something. Uh, I think there was even a little skit of some sort. Eh? Because what happened is I had a dream. And in that dream, it was Sunday morning, and I was teaching. I was in the zone. And I was teaching something even I didn't know from the book of Hebrews. And as I was teaching, people got distracted and God stopped talking. And then I heard him say, tell them to pay attention. When they pay attention, I will speak more. Haven't you ever read the book of Exodus when Moses approached the burning bush? The Bible says when God saw that he had his attention, that's when he spoke. Pay attention to what your pastor says. Praise God. From today onwards, if there's a teaching posted, I expect everyone to listen. And, and if somebody's here and, come on, you've been coming to this church for I don't know how long and you're not in any of our platforms, come on, you need to get serious. We announce that every week. At the end of the service, just go to the desk and say, I've come to get serious. Praise God. Say, I am that member who makes pastoring a joy. Don't become that one who we are always giving testimonies about. <laughs> pastoring, Ubusa. Calling <laughs> Become that one who, who makes it a joy. Let's read one last scripture. Luke chapter 5 verse 4. I want you to understand this. Why have I spent so much time talking about instructions? Because the grace is in the instruction. Luke 5 verse 4. These guys had toiled day and night. They had toiled during the night. And Jesus comes and says, the Bible says when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Notice, uh-huh. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. This was his first encounter with Jesus. But it seems it stuck with him. Because even when he saw Jesus walking on water, he said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come. Why did he say tell me to come? Because he knew that grace was in the instruction. He knew that if Jesus says, come, the grace to walk on water will come on him. So Jesus says, come. And Peter begins to walk on water. The grace is in the instruction. Look at the next verse. The next verse says, 
Come on, somebody. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. Why? There was an instruction given. How come? They used, these guys were experienced fishermen. They never used to get coins from fish. Jesus said, go get a coin from the fish. Let's pay our taxes. The grace was in that instruction. Jesus just tells them, go to this place. Get the donkey. If they ask, you just say the Lord needs it. Who's give, who give up their donkey to a stranger because they've said the Lord needs it? The grace was in the instruction. You know, there's that song that says, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. I'm thinking, Oh, what grace we often forfeit. Oh, because we do not follow instructions. The grace is in the instruction. Wrapped up in that word is grace. Listen, it would be unjust of God to demand of you to live a holy life if he cannot supply you with the means to live it. If he cannot supply you with the means to break that addiction. But it starts with you saying, yes, Lord, I'll obey. It starts with you saying, I'll follow you. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. It's him to make you. Yours is to obey. That's a good one. And you know, on that note, we end there. Praise God. At this point, we are free to give our offerings. The baskets can be brought forward, and for those who are watching online, you can give through the online platforms, which are scrolling right now. I would like to ask, is there any person here who's not saved? We may start giving. Is there anyone who's not born again? Is there anyone who's saying, I've not given my life to Jesus, whether online or in the vicinity? If there is such a one, please raise your hand. Is there such a one? Praise God. Praise God. So for those of you who are not very familiar with how the City of the Lord Church does things, we may begin to give, by the way. Ashes, you can direct the people. Those who are not very familiar... We have a lot of in-between meetings. And in this period where there's been challenges with meeting in person, we do a number of them online. If you don't know how to use certain gadgets and all those things online, go to the media desk, they'll advise you. But we do a number of them online. Everyone should be on Zoom. If you have Zoom, at least Facebook. Praise God. I was going to say give your neighbor a high five, but I've remembered. <laughs> your grace, your grace. Come on, sing it. I'm nothing without you. Lord, your grace, your grace shines on me. Help me out. Shines on me, shines on me. Your grace, it shines on me. Shines on me, shines on me. It's your grace. One more time, shines on me, let's go. Shines on me, shines on me. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for every one of your people. And this is my prayer, Lord, and you know it's from my heart. My prayer, oh God, is that they seek the fruit of obedience. You have said in your word that if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. My prayer is that they eat the good of the land. My prayer is that each and every one of them becomes that testimony, becomes that reference point. I decree and declare, yeah, that reference point in your family. I decree and declare, yeah, that reference point in your career. Yeah, that reference point in your circle. Yeah, that reference point, not just in your uh, nuclear family, even in the extended, even in your neighborhood, even in the nation, even in Africa, even in the world at large. May you become the reason people want to get saved. May you become the reason why people will say this God doesn't leave his all. I decree and declare your obedience is not in vain. May you see the fruits of your labor in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We may say the grace. We may say the grace. Praise the Lord. And now the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Woo! Praise God. a service. I've been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on plus 2609537560 or plus 2609774746 if you are unable to call us, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on the Facebook page at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.